Hello? Testing? Testing? Hello? Hello? Cameron, is this thing on? Can you hear me? Jake? Jake? Yeah? I lost you. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Here, hold on. Uh, I'm going to say something into the mic, okay? And then and then you see if you can hear it, okay? What? Okay. Um, welcome back, everyone, to Season 2 of Region Unlocked, where Cameron and Jake talk about awesome nerdy stuff from the past and the future. How about that? Can you hear that? Uh, no, but uh, it's the finale. Welcome, everyone. Let's get pumped. What's up? What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Region Unlocked. My name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Jake. Hey, Cameron. How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Cameron. I'm ready for this finale, like I think you talked about in the uh, intro just now. I, so, I don't know. I, we could barely hear anything that was happening there. I, I know, but I just assumed you talked about it. I, I couldn't hear you at all. It's oh, crazy. Okay. Yeah, I did talk about <laughs> it. So that works out. It's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 perfect because we've got some awesome stuff to talk about. And um, why don't we talk first about some of the things that have been going on in our lives? Like, first off, how are you, man? I've, I haven't talked to you in a couple weeks. Uh, that's true. I am good. I kind of forgot to prepare anything for this moment, anything to talk about with you. Let's see what has happened. <laughs> so last week we had a great friendship episode that I think... yes. It was really good. It was really fun. I haven't edited it, edited it at this point yet, but hopefully it's good. Yeah, yeah. Fun fact, for some reason, when I edit the episodes, having to overlay the audio you send me to mine, it exports in like two hours. It takes like two hours to export the finished product. But the one I did with AJ, since we were both on just one track on one mic, it did it in like five minutes. So... what? Yeah, I don't Whoa. I don't understand the difference to it at all, like why it did that. Oh, well, since I'm sending my MP3 files over the Pacific Ocean, maybe they have to like rent a little dinghy boat and, you know, kind of just row their way over across the waves. Yeah. Maybe. That's, figuratively. That sounds realistic. Oh, yeah, figuratively. figuratively. Okay, then I have no idea. <laughs> just, <laughs> me neither. Crazy. <laughs> Oh, and by the way, just about a minute ago, I said it's been a couple of weeks since I talked to you. It's not been. It's been one week. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like, what are you talking about? I, I don't know what I was talking about. That was just a mind fart, apparently. So it's just been one week, not too long at all. Yeah. But um, cool. Seriously, I don't, I've got nothing going on. I've been playing nothing but WoW. And wow. Yeah, wow. That's that's really it. I need to play something else. I'm getting burnt out. But now BlizzCon Online just happened, and they announced like the big <laughs> patch update coming up, but they didn't give us a date. So maybe ah. I just need to like hibernate until that finally launches and then get back to it. But well, anyway. I mean, hey, WoW is a good way to, to spend time. It's a fun yeah, no, it's not. social <laughs> event. I mean, it's, it's a fun social time when we okay, used to yeah. play. It is social, but... Other than that, it's not a good use of your time. But I, I haven't been doing much better, to be honest. I've okay. kind of just been sitting around playing video games as well. Oh, I did get the last trophy in The Last of Us Part 2. The hardest one, the permadeath trophy. Wait, is this after separate from... It. Oh, after Platinum, so there's another yeah. one. Yeah, yeah, on, in the you grounded You said permadeath? Mm-hmm. So explain that. So the permadeath setting is if you die, then you lose the whole game. 
if you die once. You, you have to start oh from gosh. like either the very beginning or like the beginning of the chapter. Uh, since I am not that great of a gamer and I just needed the trophy, I accomplished it by doing the by chapter permadeath setting. So okay. I still get the trophy and all the credit, but I didn't do it by like beating it on the full the permanent permadeath yeah, setting. So um, I just had to get the trophy. But there, there's my bragging right right there. <laughs> what difficulty is that on? Uh, I did it on custom. Okay, so, so I made what does that I, I, I made my player resilience really high, and then I made like all the other things like really easy. Oh, but I okay. still added some challenge to it to make it seem like I wasn't totally just you know, you know, BSing my way through everything. It, it sounds like you were. <laughs> yeah, I, I was for the most part, but I wanted I wanted that illusion of challenge by making the enemies really hard, but my player health like really good. But I figured at that <laughs> point I earned this. I've spent so much time on this game, and I'm not trying to prove anything except that I can get this trophy. So yeah, <laughs> I, I guess I did kind of whiz through it a little bit at the end there. Um, but yeah. That's, That's cool. what I did. And, um, oh, I've got another thing that I need to talk about, uh, my it. recent adventure. So I don't know if many people know this, but well, a lot of people know by now that there's super Nintendo world opening at universal studios, Japan, yeah. and it's not officially open yet, but there, there is a way that you can still enter it. You can still visit it. Um, I okay. didn't realize this and it's not very public right now. But they've got a lottery system where you can um, hope that they'll give you a ticket when you get there, but they don't announce it initially. So my friends and I, we plan to go there to see if we could potentially just at least enter the park and, if anything, visit the Super Mario Cafe, which is already open. That way I could okay. have a story to tell for the podcast. And then, <laughs> you know, on the rare chance that we were let into Super Nintendo World, have an awesome story for that. But... Uh, the first time we tried was the beginning of the weekend, and we got rained out, okay? It rained really bad in Osaka, so we decided to put it off till tomorrow. Granted, this is our four-day weekend. Like, we, we've got four days. And then the next day, what happens again? We get rained out. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it really stunk. It was terrible. And then the third day, <laughs> uh, we, we planned again. But this time, uh, I got an emergency meeting I had to attend with the company. I wasn't in trouble, but I had to attend this meeting, and it wasn't uh. on my schedule, so I didn't know about it. But they told me to attend anyway, and I was very angry, so I had to spend the, the day at the meeting. And I was so upset, I decided to go to my favorite Indian food restaurant, which is right next door, and that was a fun ordeal. Okay. Um, but we couldn't go the day after that because one of my friends had to work. So we just basically called everything off until further notice. So we did not get to go to Universal Studios Japan uh, or see anything Mario related. I was pretty bummed because we had like three days to do this and every single day, unfortunately, didn't happen. That stinks. It was like the universe telling me. <laughs> it was like Universal Studios telling me <laughs> not to go. Yes, you're right. You're right. <laughs> or in this case, maybe it was Mario just saying, "Don't yeah, to go." At least, at least you live there. You're not like someone trying to visit Japan just to go there. So you've got ample opportunities in the future to get in. You are absolutely right. Unlike here, where the one in Florida just got delayed by like two years. Really? Yeah. Whoa. Oh, yeah, that's right. They're building one in Florida, aren't they? Yep. Holy cow. We've got to wait longer. One day it'll happen, oh, well. though. It'll happen. 
Maybe yes. I'll be the, with you. But that would be so cool. What if you did a live podcast from? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure people would love that. So a live podcast, not a video. So it's just like listening. It's like, all right, I'm waiting in line. Look, there's Mario. He's waving at me. I'm can, telling can you, you guys, you should you should see this. <laughs> this is cool. There's a thing there that's Mario related, and oh my gosh! Oh, so, sorry. Um, excuse me. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh, 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 wow. Maybe that wouldn't work out. Hey, it, it was good in theory. At least, at least it was a fun idea. Uh, yeah, yeah. Sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the main event of this episode. You are all very privileged to hear the epic finale of season two of Region Unlocked. And I want to say at first, uh, I know we've there's still more we could be talking about with season two. I'm sure we could dig up some other stuff, but I feel like we really hit all the stuff that we knew pretty well and we're very passionate about. And yes, I know there's some big GameCube games we missed, like Pikmin for one. Like, I know that was a huge game, but neither of us played that. And obviously the one that uh, I've been talking about all season and harassing Jake about, Wind Waker. We didn't end up covering that, but that's not to say we still won't. So, Jake, what, how has your Wind Waker experience gone? Well, it has gone. I mean, it's going, but it's going very slowly. I've run into a few snags, mainly like the fact that right now I've got a very small TV to work with, and um, the resolution is kind of really bad, and reading uh. Japanese characters in bad resolution is not only <laughs> difficult, it's that, that just adds a whole new level to the difficulty, uh, so there's that. Um, and on top of that, I, my GameCube is not reading discs, oh, uh, no. not very well, so about half the time I try to use it, it will just not read the discs and it shows up this disc cannot be read um so i'll just retry it multiple times and sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't but eventually it just becomes more of a hassle than it's worth it seems like so there's those couple snags so sorry everyone but you know on on the plus side it does give a nice little uh, recurring theme uh, Cameron harasses me about playing Wind Waker, and I simply apologize. So, well, we can continue that. I'll I'll stop harassing you for now. <laughs> and, uh, and so, I think what season three is ulti- is ultimately going to end up being not necessarily a strict, very strict focus on the next generation of consoles, because I mean, realistically, I don't. I think we kind of diverged at that point with what we played. I know. I had a 360 very early on, and you had one very late in the game. So I'm sure a lot of games <laughs> I played on that that you didn't play. I'm sure there's some awesome hits we'll still cover. But because of that, we might just, season three might just be a bigger focus on just like great games in general that we want to talk about. We actually haven't discussed this at all. I'm just making this up on the spot. <laughs> but that is to say, Nintendo just announced very recently that Zelda Skyward Sword is going to be. Uh, remastered, re-released on the Switch, and everyone was really disappointed because they're like, okay, okay, cool, but where's our other 3D Zeldas we want? And I saw this video game journalist on Twitter who said, like, for all of you disappointed that there was no Wind Waker or Twilight Princess, like, don't worry, it's still coming in 2021 on Switch. 
And I don't know what that's based off of, how that person knows that, but if they're going to stake their journalistic integrity on it to just, to be that confident, then I thought, hey, sweet, I can't wait. I'll replay it on Switch. Jake can get it on Switch. And then we'll do an awesome episode about that in the future. So hopefully that happens. I think that has to happen. If it can, it will have to. Yeah. Also, you mentioned uh, the fact that I got an Xbox 360 late in the game. It was actually the same one that you had. I know. <laughs> we, we played this the same This is conversation for season three. <laughs> so there's, there's a little bit of a preview for season three. Bingo. <laughs> okay. So today we are going to much like... Actually, before, before we start that, I do want to say season two has been really good. I feel like I've really enjoyed season two and a lot of the stuff we've talked about, I added it up and although I was a little disappointed that we're ending today on episode 45 and not episode 50, (laughs) we just, I didn't think we could really squeeze out another five episodes, but season two ended up being 26 episodes plus our last of us spoiler cast. So 27 Mm -hmm. episodes, pretty darn great. I'd say well done us. Yeah, that is pretty great. Season two did have a lot of awesome content, I think. Yeah. We talked we about had a lot of guests lot. that were fun to have. Yeah. Good good reminiscence. <laughs> um, okay, so how about looking back at season two, which thing have we talked about that's made you like the most nostalgic or happy about to talk about this season? I really enjoyed talking about Super Smash Brothers. And, oh yeah? Like yeah. And uh, some of the Mario games. I mean, obviously, I'm a Mario geek, and I collect Mario stuff. So talking about Mario games always makes me really happy. Yeah. Those are usually the first ones I always had. So I really like talking about Mario Kart and Mario Golf. The Last of Us Part 2, the spoiler cast, that was really, that <laughs> I mean, was that's, really exciting. That's kind of standalone, but yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> during that time because of all the games i've ever played i i haven't become a nerd on any franchise faster than the last of us and during that time i moved to three different locations in osaka i was in three different apartments (laughs) you've had a busy time yeah just a lot going on what about you (laughs) um it's a good question i think i really enjoyed game boy advance talking about that because it got me back into playing my game boy and to replacing the screen and modding it and just having fun with that again getting to play minish cap for the first time was really cool hmm. uh also liked how like the day after you and i recorded our super mario sunshine episode is like when it got announced that it was coming to switch and so <laughs> i got that played on switch and loved it got to experience that all again and then I'd say most recently, just getting to talk about Halo and the episode Mark was on, I really, really want to play some Halo. I think I'm going to start playing some Master Chief Collection again. Go back to all that goodness. Nice. Well, anyway, so... What we're going to do today is much like our season one finale is Jake and I are going to put our heads together and we're going to create for you the ultimate top 10 games for the GameCube. And before we start, I will say that 
my number one is Wind Waker. But since Jake has not played it, I'm not going to argue it. I'm just going to say we're just not going to put it on the list at all is what we're going to do. Otherwise, I'm just going to say, nope, it's number one. Nope, you're wrong. It's number one. But that's not fair to make that argument. And then also, <laughs> uh, you might you might be wondering, I don't know, uh, where's Twilight Princess? Why haven't we talked about that? I don't know about you, Jake, but I I see that as a, a Wii game. That was I bought that with my Wii at launch. I've never played it on GameCube. It has never registered in my mind as a GameCube game. Yeah, same here. Yeah, it was on GameCube, but most people I think probably played it on the Wii because that was probably a big selling point for the Wii yeah. as a launch title. So, yeah, I, I agree. Let's not add that to the list of GameCube games. All right. So what we're going to do is how about, Jake, you've written some games down, right? I have definitely written some games down. Definitely. Okay. So how about you go ahead and you're going to tell me all those games you've written down. I will then add to that list if there's any I think need to be added. We will then prune that list just down to 10. And then from there, we are going to put those 10 in the correct order. Sound good? Okay. Yes, that sounds wonderful. And by the way, everyone, this list is in no way, shape or form biased at all. Oh, because uh, I don't think you know what a top 10 is. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, okay. No. Yeah. These, these are obviously games that we probably like because they're on the top 10 list. Um, let me pull the list up. I've got a series of documents that I had up and I've got to find the right one. So oh, annoying. Let's go. Elevator music right here. Okay. Here we go. Okay. Number one on my list is Super Monkey Ball 2. Okay. Or I should say, the nominees are <clears throat> Super <laughs> Monkey Ball 2, Super Mario Sunshine, Woohoo! Animal Crossing, Pitfall, The Lost Expedition, Mario Kart Double Dash, The Hobbit, Star Wars Rebel Strike, Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, Super Smash Brothers Melee! Jedi Outcast. (laughs) You're right. He does it, but it's funny. Uh, um, So Jedi Outcast uh, and Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. Okay. And of course, honorarily, Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. Oh, you actually put it on your list. Thank you. But I'm I'm not going to put it on the list. It's got the potential, I think. All right. uh, That is my nomination list. Okay, it's actually a little shorter than I expected, because um, I think you you left out some very obvious ones. But let me let me run down what I'm going to add to the list. Uh, Metroid Go Prime, for it. which I know you haven't played, so I don't expect that to finish high. It's still good though. Yeah, from what anyway. I did play. <laughs> so uh, Tony Hawk's Underground, Luigi's Mansion. You didn't say Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, I know. I didn't play that game until late in the game. Okay. So you started like you started at the last level, is that what you're saying? You started late? Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> L- late late at night when Luigi's running around the mansion. Okay. Uh Fantasy Star Online and this game that I don't know how you left this off your list, but Resident Evil 4? I played that on the Wii. Oh, okay. I guess that makes sense. But still, that is 100% a, a GameCube game. 
it did cross my mind though so let's put it on the list all right so since you said wind waker i'm gonna go ahead and write it down let's just see how many games we have here so with all of our nominations combined we have 18 games so before we even start we need to prune eight off of here all right let's prune eight games off of this list uh right now i think we can prune okay just looking from from my list and which ones are probably not really worthy excuse me okay let's prune mm, oh okay let's prune (laughs) the hobbit let's prune the hobbit okay yeah i I love that that. game but i mean you haven't played it and I, i guess it's just more of a niche thing okay i'm gonna say let's prune pitfall even though i know we both played it i don't think that was a very like iconic gamecube game and honestly i don't really remember it i know we enjoyed it at the time but i'm just gonna say no it's not on a top 10 list okay how about what that was two uh let's let's mm, okay let's (laughs) prune rebel strike let's let's prune it It was low on my list anyway. All right, Rebel Strike is gone. This is getting a little tougher now. Let's focus on games that we've both played. So if we haven't both played it, let's just get rid of it. Uh, So do you (laughs) want to take Metroid Prime off as well? Mm, Let's take off Fantasy Star Online. Okay, that was going to say I haven't even touched that game. We both do have experience playing Metroid Prime but yes i don't have that much so let's at least keep it on the list for now i hate to say it i only played tony hawk underground for maybe five minutes Ooh, that hurts what what, what if we replace it with tony hawk pro skater 3 uh oof, man the thing is i never owned three and i just love underground so much more i hate the two minute race you know, the the main premise of one, two, and three is my least favorite yeah. part. <laughs> hmm. Well, so you've got a lot of experience with Underground. I've got a lot of experience with three and Wasteland. Wasteland was kind of the sequel to Underground, I think. No, I just Underground say, like, 2 was the sequel to that. Okay, it was basically it was Jackass the video game. It was the closest thing Jackass will ever have to to having its own video game. Oh really? Yeah, it was seriously just like a bunch of the guys from the show, led by Bam Margera, like just pranking each other in a skateboard setting. It was ridiculous. Underground Two was yeah. Holy cow! Interesting. It's so ridiculous. So when I just say Tony Hawk series or the Tony That's, Hawk series, yeah, I, I'm fine writing that for now, but that doesn't eliminate anything. So let's go ahead and take Prime off, since we both didn't play it. So we need two more. Uh, you played Super Monkey Ball Two, right? I've only rented it briefly, so I've got I've got no attachment to that game at all. Let Let's take it off. Okay. No Super Monkey Balls. So then one more has to go. I've only got 10 here. You do? Yeah. I've got Melee, Tony Hawk, Sonic, Sunshine, Double Dash, Luigi's Mansion, Mario Golf, Resident Evil 4, Animal Crossing, Jedi Outcast. Oh, I have Mario Golf twice. Okay, then we are at 10. Bingo. All right. Now comes the debate portion where we (sighs) list these. 
and get really angry with each other. Yeah. All right. Okay. So I think the easiest way to start out is just to look at this list. And let me say that again for you listeners. We got Super Smash Brothers Melee, Tony Hawk series, which is kind of a, a cheat, I'd say. Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, Super Mario Sunshine, Mario Kart Double Dash, Luigi's Mansion, Mario Golf, Resident Evil 4, Animal Crossing, and Star Wars Jedi Outcast. So, okay. I think we need to just come up with which one is the worst. Let's say, okay. start with number 10 and go from there. All right. To maintain our legitimacy here, what if we argued that Tony Hawk series is totally fine because they all basically have the same engine and it's all basically the same concept and control scheme? Yeah, except they're separated to different titles. Am I really reaching too far here? No, I'm fine with that. Okay. I guess no one's going to call us and. Yeah, what are they going to do, huh? What are you gonna do, listener? You gonna send us an email? You gonna tweet at us? Uh, nope, because you don't ever do that. It's true. But feel free to email us at regionunlockedpodcast at gmail.com. Love some constructive criticism, friends. It's how we improve. <laughs> yes, that is true. Okay, the worst. Um, I, I'm just gonna start off by saying maybe Luigi's Mansion for me. Okay, why do you think that's the worst? Well, okay, I'm not going to argue gameplay mechanics because it's really good as far as like story and gameplay goes, but I just don't have that much of an emotional attachment to it. Like, it's still good, hence why it's on the list. Yeah. But I just, mm, not as much of an attachment to it. That's, no, that's my argument. Yeah, and I think one of the, I mean, we talked about that in the episode. Is the main thing it had going for it was just how novel it was. Mm-hmm. This interesting, you know, you're playing as Luigi for once. You're not Mario. And mm-hmm. it, man, it was different. Like, Luigi's Mansion 1 is so, not just, like, visually dark, but just ominous. Like, seriously mm-hmm. ominous. And then after that, 2 and 3 got much more cute and cartoony. Which, you know, no hate there. Because I, I love Luigi's Mansion 3. I think it was so good. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the first one, I think it... it it looks so good because it's a launch title and so it was like the, our first experience with the GameCube but uh, longevity wise I don't think it has held up as well to some of the other games here so yes that's number 10 but it's still on the list it's a good game yes it is a good game alright let me nominate another one I'm going to say for number 9 we should put Mario Golf Mario Golf okay feel Why free to argue. I think it's because when it comes down to it, Mario Golf is a multiplayer game. At least that's how it always was for me. And no, I'd never owned it growing up. And I think there's just a lot of better multiplayer games here that okay. I have much more fond memories of. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Mario Golf, but it was never something that hooked me for a very long time. Okay. It wasn't something like, oh, yeah, I want to play Mario Golf. It's just like, oh, yeah, I'll play I'll play Mario Golf with you. You know, there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, uh, that's totally fair. Piggybacking on that, the connectivity with the Game Boy Advance, I guess, kind of added an extra element to that, which made it True. personally really cool. And you just recently picked up the Game Boy Advance and started playing that. And you did say that it was a pretty cool game yeah actually. i was i was very nicely. surprised 
how good it is on Game Boy Advance. Not that I played a lot of it, but I understand your attachment to the both of them for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. Would you consider putting Mario Golf Toadstool Tour at number eight? Well, then what would you want at nine? Uh, Personally, Jedi Outcast. Oh, okay. I only didn't say that because I was assuming you would argue Jedi Outcast to be higher. Oh, (laughs) Uh, I'd I'd love to, but I I can't, unfortunately. Not right now. (laughs) So I know you, I mean, Jedi Outcast has always been super important to you. You've always like brought it over when we're hanging out and you talk about it a lot. So I guess, so why is it just number nine then for you? Well, as great as the game is, and yeah, you just said it right there. The game has a great place in my heart. And there's almost a mystique attached to it of this game's very hard to find. It was rare. It's expensive. I couldn't find it anywhere after I played it with you and wanted to play it myself. Uh, I think, I don't know, looking back, the longevity of this game and its shelf life kind of depends on that mystique. Uh, Because when I played it again on the Switch... It did not hold up very well. I just played it for maybe 10 minutes, and then I stopped because the gameplay just felt very outdated. Uh, yeah, oh. the game's great, and the multiplayer is wonderful. And I'll always have those memories. But I don't think it's aged well. And I think right now what's holding it in my heart is just the, the memories of you know remembering it when it was something greater than it actually is. Yeah. So that's why I would put it at number nine. Oh, well. (laughs) Yeah. What do you think? I agree with you. I never played this. I never genuinely played this game. I only ever played it with cheat codes and multiplayer. (laughs) And that was it. So Mm -hmm. I remember campaign being cool as like a tourist, you know, this Mm -hmm. was just kind of speeding through the game. But I just haven't really missed it as much as some of these other games. Okay, but the memories are still there, right? The fun ones. Yeah, absolutely. So what do you think about Jedi Outcast being number nine? I I agree. So our list is now number 10, Luigi's Mansion, nine, Jedi Outcast, and eight, Mario Golf. I think that is totally fair. Let's let's leave it there for now and see how we feel at the end. Okay. Cool beans. So would you like to recommend number seven? Uh, yes. How about number seven is, let me, let me put my glasses on. Let me tilt them down to make me look smart. Okay. How about, right. Bear with me. My, my, my argument's about to pop up here. Sonic right. Adventure 2 Battle. Oh, you better argue hard. Oh, really? I, dis- oh, I disapprove. <laughs> Oof. Okay. Uh, well, this stems from the fact that I did not play this game fully until late in the game and yeah it was great but by then i think that gamecube was showing a little bit of wear so maybe my memories are not quite as fond as yours so Mm. i just don't have as much to say about it like yeah it was really fun but prior to that it was it, it was a game that i played at your house and it was great just don't have as many memories with it and don't have as much to argue about so that's where I'm at. Dang it. Uh, we, we, we might have to compromise a little bit. What, what do you think? I mean, this whole list is a compromise. <laughs> but. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So Sonic Adventure 2 Battle. We had Jason on for that episode. 
And it was an interesting episode because we just kept like adding on to it where it's just like, oh yeah, it had this. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it had this too. Like yeah. that game was way deeper than it had any right to be. There was a lot of content to that, a lot of replayability. Um, just with doing, you can do the levels over and over again to rank up to get uh, these better rankings. One thing we even didn't even talk about is that if you go through and like S rank the whole game, there's like a 3D version of Green Hill Zone you unlock that you can play through, which I didn't even know that until I researched this because I, I there's no way I could like S rank that whole game. But with the speed sections with Sonic and Shadow, the ro- the robot sections with Eggman and Tails, and then even the jewel finding things with Knuckles and Rouge. And then on top of that, you got the whole meta game of the Chows and the Chow Garden. This game was a huge part of the GameCube for me. And Okay. And especially nice because everyone I knew who I played GameCube with also played this game. So... Mm-hmm. You know, I have very close memories with everyone playing that game. I don't know how you could see it as low as a seven. <laughs> well, that is why we're having this discussion here. It's it's a game that I very much appreciate, and I'd be willing to bump it higher because I do have fond memories with it. Okay. I mean, it's a good game. Here's my compromise. Okay. We make We make it number six, and we make Tony Hawk series number seven. Okay. All right, let's talk about that. Okay, so I think Tony Hawk games, for one, I think we've kind of handicapped ourselves by calling it series just because that's now a more just broad discussion as a whole. But when it comes down to Tony Hawk, man, I love Underground. It's hard to argue against it. But that formula was repeated for four games. I mean, I guess let's take one and two out of the equation and underground really changed that up but lumping in three in my mind i just don't really like three Hmm. other than just the simple arcadiness of it like Mm -hmm. it it is a good pick up and play game hang out with people and do some sweet tricks but ultimately i just don't think it has stuck with me as well as other things on this list especially sonic okay and Sonic right. is a half Tony Hawk game anyway. Sledding down those mountains with those city Kinda. escapes. <laughs> All the yeah, jumping around those rails. The, <laughs> rolling around at the speed of sounds. You know, exactly. Go. He's got to follow his rainbow. Can't stick yeah. around. Have to keep moving on. Just, okay, <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Tate, the whole time you're saying that, I'm trying to think of the next lyric. I'm like, oh, what is it? What is it? What is Guess Follow what is me. It? Set me free. Trust me, we will escape from the city. I'll make I'll follow, it through. through. Follow me. Set oh, me yeah. free. <laughs> uh, I was just mouthing along with Cameron. Yes, just you looked wonderful. For you people. Oh, yeah. The sweet bass intro. Rock style. It was so great. And, and now it's we're so reminiscing. Oh, yeah. Alright, point proven It should be higher on the list You're right, you're right Tony Hawk series, I, I would agree with that uh, we, we have already 
lumped them together and they're great. But however, if we did go straight with three and underground, the the word Tony Hawk wouldn't even be on the list. So at least it's on the list, right? Okay. We've got something positive to say about it. Number seven is not that bad of a number, I suppose. Yeah, valid point, valid point. And to be fair, it's a multi-platform game anyway, where everything else on here was a GameCube exclusive, at least at the time. Oh, snap. You're right. More or less. (laughs) Okay. So how about with that, we're at our halfway point. Let's take a quick break, maybe ponder things over, and come back with some solid arguments. That sounds like a good idea. All right. We'll be right back. Whoa, we got back at the same time. Whoa. Synchronized. We're on the same wavelength here. The same uh, (laughs) P-flow. That's funny. Excuse me. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Nice. That was glorious. You should add a (laughs) reverb sound effect to that and, like... (laughs) (laughs) okay everyone we're back all right let's talk about our list let's get back in it so where we left off we had our our worst five but there's there's still great games they're on our top 10 list so our bottom of the top 10 in 10th place going (laughs) and descending we had luigi's mansion jedi outcast mario golf tony hawk's series and sonic adventure 2 battle so let's come on down that home stretch and right. discuss our top five, the cream of the crop. Now is when we start splitting hairs. Okay, so for number five, let's think this one out. Okay. Okay, now it does get difficult because these are games that we all enjoyed very much. I mean, we enjoyed all these games very much. But yeah, <laughs> even just looking at this list, I have no idea where I want to put any of these. Okay. Well, in order to spark some discussion, let's just okay. let's just go somewhere. Uh, let's put as number five, Super Mario Sunshine. <sighs> Come on, do you just try to pick like <laughs> the most controversial one you could? <laughs> um, just to I argue guess I just with did. me. <laughs> all right, so this will be worthy of another two episodes. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I'm only doing that because. I don't know. Maybe at this point it's to spark no, discussion. <laughs> non-starter. You you don't even quite agree with it. It sounds agree like. with Super Mario Sunshine as a number one. Well, no, I think you don't. I don't think you really think it's number five. I think you just said that. I did say it <laughs> in order to spark discussion, and that's exactly what just happened. Um, okay, so let's nix that as number five. <laughs> Okay, then I'm going to recommend Mario Kart Double Dash as number five. Okay, I'm not going to be controversial with this one because I can I can start to see that Mario Kart okay. Double Dash. So, right, but let's talk it through. Yeah, my, my thinking is I think the single-player games are going to be the number one. Just that's where my mentality is right now. Mm-hmm. And of our two multiplayer games left is Double Dash and Melee. I think just... You know, Double Dash is, or Melee's better. And I could discuss Melee more, but Double Dash, as good as it was, 
and as wonderfully unique as having the two cart or the two racers on each cart, which they've still never done again. Ultimately, there's just not. Well, I was gonna say there's not as so much content there, but I've got hundreds of hours in this game, so that is tough. But I don't know. I just think it's number five. I'm having trouble here actually trying to uh, rationalize it, but. I don't know, just looking at what's left, I think that's where it goes. Uh, I'm not going to disagree with you, to be honest. I think one of the reasons why it's not as high is because maybe it didn't take as much time to just really attach to our hearts because it was mainly a multiplayer game. I didn't play this game by myself. I only played it with other people. It was more of a a party game. It it was not a game that I put my heart and soul into. It was a let's get angry at our friends because they're all over and let's just play something to to waste the time type game. With that said, it was a great game, but yeah, it doesn't have that, the pathos, I guess. Yeah. Okay. So, so we in agreement there? Yeah. Let's, let's put Mario Kart Double Dash as number five. It's great of a game as it was. Um, <laughs> well, and I think part of our, we've got a, a mindset since we took that break we're just looking at these top five and we're really, we're saying like, ah, oh, Mario Kart Double Dash is the worst one. It's like, no, no, no. This is top five out of, you know, tons and tons of GameCube games. So yeah, yeah. that's pretty dang good. Yeah. We simply have to get down to the nitty gritty in order to finish our list as you would with any great list of wonderful things. You have to get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. It's, it's just tough. Especially, I, I think I said this last week, but the game with the GameCube, so many games went through my possession and then were <laughs> traded. And so I'm sure there is so much I'm just not remembering because I'm not looking at my, I'm not seeing them on my shelf. Mm-hmm. But at that point, with all those that are being, are being traded, there's probably less that overlap with you. Yeah. Like Beautiful Joe. Do you ever play Beautiful mm-hmm. Joe? Nope, I rented it once, and the disc was scratched, so I never played it. Oh, like, it's an awesome stylistic action side-scroller. And, and yeah, I rented it until I beat it, basically. I never owned it. Mm-hmm. But I had completely forgotten about that game, that it even existed. <laughs> so, anyway. Well, at this point, there's probably a reason for that. I mean, think about it. If it, if it wasn't a truly amazing game that's really stuck with you, you probably wouldn't have traded it, right? No, I, so I this, just I only rented that one. Gotcha. But anyway, well, this list is solid. Okay, yeah, what do you think for number four? What do you think about Super Smash Brothers Melee as number four? So, I was thinking about that. I think it's it's either number four or it's number three. Why do you think it should be number four? Maybe it's because of the amount of time I spent on it, but it's similar situation to Mario Kart Double Dash. I only played it with friends around. I didn't really play the single player very much unless it was uh-huh. to collect the trophies, which I did love. Collecting the trophies for some reason was like my favorite part of that game. Oh, it's so cool. I, I love it. <laughs> sad that they took away the trophies. But I know. Oh well. It just, maybe as much time, I don't know. I just maybe didn't spend as much time on it. So maybe that's why it's number four for me. The top three I've spent maybe ridiculous amounts of time on in comparison, and for a good reason, because I loved them. So, what do you think? So, yeah, I think number four is either 
Melee or Animal Crossing. Okay. But I feel like I've <laughs> I think in the in the contest of our compromises, I think I've won more of the compromises, so I'm fine throwing <laughs> this one to you. Okay. But just for the sake of my argument, I did I put a ton of time into Melee. And again, it's a huge social experience, but I also played it a lot in single player as well. Just because it had those, it had classic mode, it had adventure, and it had mm-hmm. the last one I can't remember at the, right now. All stars, all stars, and just getting all the trophies, doing the little lottery, getting them out of the the toy machine. It was good, and that then was Animal Crossing. I loved it, loved it on the GameCube, but in hindsight, like Animal Crossing has only gotten so much better. Now that I say that, (laughs) there's so many episodes of me in the past ranting about how Animal Crossing refuses to really make strides. How it (laughs) keeps, it really keeps giving us the same game with incremental upgrades. But the only reason I'd argue that it is worse than Melee is because, for one, it looks like crap because it is an N64 game that was ported to the GameCube. Yeah. Let's be honest. And really, there's just not a lot to do in that game when it really comes down to it. It's just fishing and catching bugs and finding fossils. And there's just not even a lot in that game to get. As we talked about in our Animal Crossing episode, there was only four ocean fish. The yeah. Bard Knife Jaw, the Red Snapper, the Sea Bass, and the Coloconth. And that was it. Like, there was not a, a lot to do in that game. How did we fill so much time? Well, you're right. There's not. Th- think about how much of a jump that game was from previous ones as far as style goes. Like, you've got real time and everything. That's true. That is super innovative. And it honestly taught me the concept of loans and, like, just basic concepts of living. It introduced them to me. Okay. I, I mean, if-, if you're looking at it from a simulation-style game point of view, it's pretty awesome. As far as action-adventure platforming, I mean, there's, you're right. There's not much to do except collect things. But <laughs> if that's your thing, then go for it. I think just it made a lot of big uh, strides in creating a new style of game. That's why I would put it higher. All right. I will 100% agree with that. I think that's a good argument. So do we want to do number four is Melee and number three is Animal Crossing? Let's do that. I got to find my thing. Okay. There we go. All right. And... The final argument. Final argument. Super, Star- eh, Super Super Mario Sunshine and Resident Evil 4. Oh, what a showdown. This is going to be a showdown of epic proportions, and these games are so opposite from each other, it's not even funny. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's kind of funny. You've got a very cutesy, happy game where the point of it is to make everything brighter and happier and more <laughs> tropical and exciting. And then you've got one that's like the darkest, most disgustingly brutal, everything's dark type game. Yeah. They're, um, they're both number one in two completely separate categories. Yes. <laughs> you can't really compare them. Oh, but on top of that, this is interesting. We, we've both spent so much time on both of them. And yeah, Resident Evil 4 is at its core a GameCube game, but I did not play it once on the GameCube. However, when I did play it, it was on the Wii, but I played the crap out of it. And it yeah. was a game I could not put down. Same with Super Mario Sunshine. 
sorry if there was a an abrupt stopping in what we were just talking about. We we decided to change how we're going to address the ending here. We needed it to be a little more epic than us just kind of be like agreeing with each other and being like, eh, I don't know, they're both so good. So what Jake and I have agreed to is uh, we're going to put, put forth a debate. We're both going to argue that one of these is the number one and we'll just see who has the better argument and... If we think that's solid, that's the way it's going to go. So Jake has agreed he is going to argue that Resident Evil 4 is number one. I'm going to argue that Super Mario Sunshine is number one. Let's see where this goes. All right, let's do it. Jake, would you like to kick it off with Resident Evil 4? I will kick it off. Super Mario is wonderful. We all love Super Mario. Heck, Super Mario is one of the reasons why I'm in Japan right now. However, every so often, we have to not look at the light we have to look at the darkness for inspiration oh my gosh wow okay uh no none of that okay no more of that bs so resident <laughs> evil 4 we both love this game amazingly and i think we both love it for the same reasons right it was uh the, the graphics i think are outstanding i mean even to this day looking at the graphics is pretty amazing they, they haven't aged at all almost would you agree, Cameron? Nope. You wouldn't? I would not agree. Well, for the style of game and the engine, the, the, the graphics still look amazing, right? I guess, if you like killing the same four villagers over and over again. Oh, but, but they're not the same four villagers. There's five different villagers. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, uh, for me personally, this game was the first grown-up game that i played and it okay. kind of introduced the world of non-cutesy kid games for me and for that reason it's got such a strong hold on my heart and yeah i didn't play it on the gamecube but i played it on the wii and because of that the controls were really really amazingly easy it seems like that's so not what was... we're arguing though what are we not talking about the wii we're talking about the gamecube but even for the GameCube, the controls are amazing and the graphics hold up very nicely. And uh, it's got some great replay value. Okay. To unlock certain weapons and to find things you didn't in the first run through. So, mm, this is really difficult. <laughs> I, I, I don't really know what else to say. This game is amazing. And I think you'd agree with me. Okay, okay. Well, allow me to poke holes in your argument and tell you why Super Mario Sunshine is the number one game for the GameCube. First okay. off, you start off by talking about this is our first dark adult game. Uh, Jake, we were under 17. This is That was illegal. You're talking about breaking the law playing this game. We can't have an illegal game as our number one. <gasps> you felon. Oh no. <laughs> Uh-oh. Darn it, there's another another point I wanted to make about what you said. Oh, well, what's the whole premise of Super Mario Sunshine? <laughs> he, he, he's under house arrest and he has to clean up the island. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. <laughs> All right, let, let me get back to it. Yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 4, it had a lot going for it, but what, what did it do that Super Mario Sunshine didn't do? 
and do better. You're like, oh, but Resident Evil 4 has got this sweet game gunplay where you have to like stop and do your over-the-shoulder shooting. You do the same thing in Super Mario Sunshine. You, you stop, you aim, flood, you take out some oily piranha plants, and you clean up the area. But when it comes down to it, really this game is... I mean, it's just so pure Nintendo. And man, I know some people see this as the worst of 3D Mario games, which I I don't really understand at all. Like, sure, people were expecting Super Mario 64, the sequel. That's what they wanted. And then they thought, what? What? What is this? This is so weird. Why is there a flood hover pack? But ultimately, that uniqueness has just made it such a, a standout to remember. Like, I think, I mean, what if Nintendo had done that? What if every 3D Mario game had just been a sequel to 64? Wouldn't they ultimately just become forgettable? Like, you wouldn't remember the second one. You'd remember the first one and the most recent one, right? And the fact that they just make every Mario game so wonderfully unique, and this one just how colorful it is, the way as you get more sprites, the island gets brighter and sunnier and happier, and just so many unique challenges, not just in cleaning stuff, but using different nozzles to traverse and solve puzzles and ride Yoshi and a bunch of these weird hidden puzzles too that have the awesome calming music of like the acapella Mario theme. Actually, no, it's not. What is it? What theme is that? It's it's like its, it's own like, thing, isn't it? It's like synthesized acapella. Do, 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 do. Oh, sorry, I got confused. So the acapella one is the soup, the challenge levels where you don't have flood. Uh-huh. But then we got the super peaceful, like, secret challenge levels. Like the bird in the sky level, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Oh, man. It's so good. And I was just reminded this year when I got to replay it again on Switch. I'm so happy that the 3D All-Stars collection exists. Could they have done better? That's not the point in in re-releasing these games. Absolutely, they could have. But the fact that I got that on my Switch now and got to re-experience that with wonderful controls, I think this game, it it personifies the GameCube. The silly little purple cube, they suit each other so well. I wouldn't have it any other way. Uh, I would totally agree it's it's very purely gamecube it is <laughs> so which but. of us won <laughs> email us and we'll make another episode next week no totally. we won't do that <laughs> we'll decide it here and now yeah let's let's do it well resident evil 4 it it was designed to push the boundaries and the limits of what the raw power capabilities of the gamecube were yeah, And it almost kind of laid a foundation for many dark games in the future, especially ones produced and made by Nintendo, and even concepts that are used to this day, like the whole overshooter or over-the-shoulder uh, shooting style. Yeah, that's definitely pretty iconic now. Yeah. And as iconic Mario is, it follows a very similar system a lot of the time. Jumping. Sure. Collecting stuff, platforming. Oh, I remember <laughs> I remember one of the points I was going to make. You said, Mario's part of the reason you're in Japan. And it's like, yeah, that's right. You're living in Japan because of Mario. You're not living in like a spooky rundown house because of Resident Evil. It didn't inspire you like Mario did. 
(laughs) (laughs) No, no, definitely not. You're right. Unless you're in a spooky mansion in Japan. I didn't think about that. Uh, Not currently, although there are a couple listings online that I'm looking at right now, you know. Oh, okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Totally. All right. So our, our argument aside, what do you think it should be? I'll be completely honest. I think Super Mario Sunshine should be number one and Resident Evil 4 should be number two. <laughs> That's funny because I think it should be the other way around. But really? we were arguing for the other. Yeah. And now we're switching sides. Uh, I, <laughs> and I think what I'm relying on right now is the fact that uh, Super Mario 60 or not Super Mario Sunshine is so Nintendo like it's it, it yeah. represents the GameCube the GameCube is represented through Mario as the lead character of Nintendo and this was a first and boom it, it just it's very iconically GameCube and yeah Resident Evil 4 is the same except it also was really strong on PS2 so it was not as iconically GameCube exclusive yeah. that's what I'm seeing I mean, not to say this is a top 10 iconic games list, but I just, yeah, I feel like Super Mario Sunshine, you're right. I think it does deserve number one. The only thing pushing me towards Resident Evil 2 is just the fact, or sorry, Resident Evil 4, is that I have replayed that game the most, and it is wonderful how replayable it is today to the point where I did just buy it on Switch just to have it. I haven't even started playing it yet, but it's like, hey handheld resident evil 4 yes please another my fourth system that i have it on okay (laughs) nice but yeah i think i think we're correct that resident evil 4 is our number two and number one very deservedly goes to super mario sunshine it's a good list is a good list i mean i wish it had wind waker on it obviously but i think this is great I completely agree with this. So let me run it back for our listeners. Starting with number 10, Luigi's Mansion, Jedi Outcast, Mario Golf, Tony Hawk series, Sonic Adventure 2 Battle, Mario Kart Double Dash, Super Smash Brothers Melee, Animal Crossing, Resident Evil 4, and of course, Super Mario Sunshine. Yahoo. Yahoo! No, he says woohoo, right? Woohoo! Main title screen. Yippee! Whoa! (laughs) (laughs) That's like when he runs into something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So, there we go, everyone. That is the Region Unlocked Season 2 finale. So, you might be wondering, what's up next? What what kind of plans do we have? Honestly, we haven't really talked about it, what season three is going to be, other than what I was saying at the beginning of this episode. Obviously, we're going to try to mostly focus on the subsequent generation of the Wii, the 360, the PS3, but then also mix in some other fun things as well. In the meantime, we are not going to commit to when we are coming back. So we're just going to kind of leave it up in the air for right now because we want to take plenty of time to plan and record to get ahead on quite a few episodes before we start uploading them because that just makes it so much easier on us. But also, um, you know, the main point of this is keeping Jake and I in contact and we are still meeting every week whether or not we upload that episode. So, you know, that's still good for us which is the most important part. 
and honestly i mean there's there's not <laughs> we're not on a schedule like we don't have to upload just because just because that's what podcasts do <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna take a break in the meantime i'm going to and i've got some other projects i need to do i've got like three build projects i need to edit and put on youtube <laughs> i am probably going to go back and like remaster the first few episodes at least of the podcast in general because i've learned a lot in balancing audio and crap like that since we started doing this and i feel bad because at one point earlier the school year it's like i'm just gonna start listening again i'm gonna listen from the beginning and listen all the way through and episode three which is our mario kart 64 episode actually has our most listens like that's our (laughs) highest listener count out of all of our episodes and immediately my audio is so much louder than jake's it is like (laughs) it is distractingly bad and i was like oh no this has our most listens and everyone's hearing this like this is going to be turning everyone off from continuing to listen so i'm going to go back and try to make some fixes in the beginning and then I might also try to rework them into uh, YouTube videos. Obviously, there wouldn't actually be video. It would just be like a logo. But just to give us another spot to kind of like preserve what we've done. Okay. And also, Sounds I got to work on a, I got to, am I going to come up with another logo for season three? I don't know. Actually, I really love our season two logo. So, I don't really want to It is kind of it. awesome. Yeah. It, it should be. A similar variant of what we already have because what we already have is pretty good and you did design it Cameron it's it's a pretty good uh, logo thank you of course but yeah that's that's a lot to be thinking about and doing I think we're both going to be pretty busy in the next coming weeks months however long we decide to keep things rolling which will be indefinitely of course but um, yeah. there's just a lot to do so uh, I assure you we will be busy collecting information and stories and things that we can talk about on our podcasts. And the next time you hear from me, we'll probably, I'll probably be be in in Tokyo. Um, My time in Osaka is actually uh, waning. So I'm going to be moving back to Tokyo soon. And who knows, maybe I'll be somewhere else in Japan too. We'll just see. It's an adventure. A lot of places to go, stuff to see. (laughs) All right. I don't think I've got anything left to say. Do you? Nope. Just want to say thank you to everyone for your support as usual. Your your yeah. listening prowess and time spent with us is extremely appreciated. And mm-hmm. when we do hear feedback, keeps us going. Let's be honest. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's great. Seriously. Thank you so much. And yeah, like Jake just said, give us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. We are at regionunlockpodcast at gmail.com. We also have a Twitter account that I kind of quit posting on because it was just like, two people (laughs) that are following (laughs) us but uh anyway give us a review on itunes please we would appreciate that unless it's not five stars if it's not five stars don't bother (laughs) must be five we're that great right yes absolutely for the final time of season two my name's cameron and i'm jake have an awesome nerdy week minasan sayonara Bye.